The Bully by David John Norris The tormentor followed her prey. A girl, only a year younger than herself, was running like a scared rabbit. Deep hate chased meek confusion. The gap was closing and like a panther the tormentor struck. Sophie Gardner, the nurse called. Sophie glanced over to the door where the blue-garbed nurse with her clipboard was waiting. She stood up and walked over, her hand pressed firmly into a small piece of padded towel she used to stem the blood emanating from her forehead. There were bruises on her arms too, but it was the cut on the forehead that needed immediate attention. We'll get that sorted for you, Sophie, a few stitches the nurse said with consolation in her voice. Sophie entered the treatment room whilst the nurse readied a needle. After a local anaesthetic, the procedure took all of three minutes to complete, together with issuing a doctor's prescription for ointment for the abrasions and painkillers. This wasn't the first time Sophie had come to the surgery for patching up. Repetitious glances from the workers there signified that this was not a solitary incident. It was happening, whilst not weekly, perhaps more on a monthly basis. This time it requires stitches and that bugged the team. A report would be made, although conclusions couldn't be drawn as Sophie was reluctant to disclose the origin of her injuries. They speculated all sorts, of course, but if Sophie didn't reveal the cause, they were at a loss. The father was the first person on their mind. However, they knew he was a man of good standing, and Sophie plainly adored her father. If it was him, Sophie wouldn't say, and so the nursing team were kept in the dark. Action would be needed. His voice was soft and the Irish lilt was soothing to her ears. With the recent sudden loss of her mother, her father was, the, was to become everything to her and she valued his advice always. The trophies adorning the cabinet behind them in the living room were testimony to the advice and support he provided during her 15 years on this earth. Chess was not just a hobby, but a calling for them both and his patient, patient instruction in the art was unwavering. Chess to her had exceeded its importance in her life, and without it a chasm would be in place which nothing else could fill. Sophie Gardner was sitting across a chessboard from James, her father. They were studying a bishop and pawn ending that was described in an old book her father had used to improve her strategy. It was at these times that she was most at ease. Studying chess endings was the key to improvement in her game technique and her father was good at explaining them. He would set up a position and let her visualise the complex structure of pieces and ask her, about, ask her to comment. Rather than tell her white to move and win, he would let her decide whose move it was and how to proceed. It was often that she knew there was a win for White, but on this occasion it was a draw, 
and they both got great excitement as they analysed every possible combination of moves to satisfy themselves that indeed a draw was the outcome. She was good at this, and her father, and had a natural talent for analysis. Perhaps it was her autistic traits, although never diagnosed earlier in her life, and which would nowadays be issued, felt in no way inferior to any other as a result of this apparent impairment. It could even be said that her mild autism was an advantage, as it seemed to unlock some deep, previously hidden part of the brain, which enabled her to understand the underlying principles of chess clearly. It was breakfast time, and there was an unexpected knock at the door. James looked at Sophie and then glanced towards the front door. Another knock was issued, and seemed louder than the first. James walked through the passageway from the kitchen towards the front door. Then opening it, he was confronted by a man and woman with badges pinned loosely to their lapels. It was the social services. Are you Mr Gardner? asked the woman. Yes, he replied. We need to speak with you about your daughter Sophie. She seems to be attending surgery on a regular basis. And this is something we are concerned about and need to discuss with you. Can we come in? She smiled. Yes, of course, he said, opening the door further. the first instalment of the story The Bully and um, in the next part we start thinking about and talking about the process of um, understanding what's going on in Sophie's mind how Sophie feels and then we go on to talk about the things which are going on in the tormentor's mind and we introduce the tormentor okay well i hope you enjoyed this part and uh, join me again for the second